Hello, beautiful listeners, and welcome back to a special episode of Rise from the Dead podcast. I'm your girl, Ash to Ashes. Hola, mi gente. It's Germ. How's everybody doing? How are you, Ash? I'm congested as fuck. You sound like <laughs> it, dude. No, these, these poor allergies are yours. I told you I was going to buy you a new respiratory system. It, it's it's coming. Seven to ten business days. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll be waiting for it, but how are you doing? I'm okay. Um, we have a special episode today, and yes. it's resulting from your little trip to Horror Hound. I am so happy you got the chance to do and see things that I haven't gotten a chance to do yet. Did some media coverage. And um, you kind of ran into some people, didn't you? I did. I ran into a whole bunch of, like, awesome, badass, like, filmmakers, actors, just amazing podcasters. And, y'all, for this episode, we are joined by Ryan Chauvy. How you doing? <laughs> I am excellent. I, I'm so happy to have you on because um listeners, I had the opportunity to check out Sloppy Seconds. And I was just like, Yeah, I, he needs a business card. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's awesome. I, I don't know how to react to that. Uh, but that's that's really cool. <laughs> So thank you for being on our show to thanks for get having to me. Tell you more, of course, to get to know you more, to talk about your work and sloppy seconds, of course. Yeah. <laughs> so, like I said, this episode is just get to know you, just talk about what we enjoy, sure. horror, like we yeah. all love horror. So, um, I guess I'll go ahead with the first question. You want me to go first, Jeremy? Yeah, please go, go, go. Okay, so for the first question, let's just get out of the way. Mm -hmm. Who is Ryan? How would you describe yourself? So I have uh, I have have no idea. It's the worst. I have the worst (laughs) answer. Um, uh, I have I'm a little bit uh, a creature from the Black Lagoon and uh, Wolfman, I guess. I I don't figures people. (laughs) It's great for a podcast. Um, I don't really know how to answer that. I mean, I, I, st- I'm, I'm like a punk kid from Florida who lives in LA now and makes movies. Uh, and, um, I grew up loving horror movies. Uh, I grew up on, in the, uh, I grew up in a, in a community where that was not allowed. And, um, I basically had to escape and, and found so much love and acceptance and therapy and, uh, horror stories and so that's what I strive to do uh, for a living. I basically I'm self-taught filmmaker, um, musician as well, and uh, yeah, I just kind of live every day, kind of chasing the dream and living in the moment. I guess. I love that. That's inspiring, <laughs> dude. <laughs> it is. It's so cool. Oh God, I didn't write that down. I promise, I should. <laughs> this is being recorded, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> So I want to thank you because uh, you sent, I wasn't able to attend uh, Horror Hound, but you did sure. make sure to send a screener for Sloppy Seconds, which, my goodness, it chef's <laughs> kiss. Very, very, very awesome. It kind of led me down a rabbit hole on your projects. I still yeah. have a lot to go. There's some things on, uh, you know, your YouTube channel that I want to I get into. And we'll list, of course, all of yeah. your 
you know, links and stuff where people could find that. For sure. My question, um, my first question is your projects range from supernatural horror to like, for example, the mirror to straight up gore, like sloppy seconds. Is there another genre that you have your eye on that you want to tackle? If you haven't done so already, I'm a sucker for found footage. Yeah. So like nudge, nudge, wink, wink. <laughs> if you haven't done it before. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to break your heart. I, I'm, I'm not really, I, I don't, I don't really care for the found footage stuff too much. Oh my God. Unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, some of it's amazing. Like I could still watch paranormal activity and, um, I even went to the school where the, 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 uh, a few years ahead of me, it was the guys who made Blair Witch. They were at the same school. My teacher told us all about it. Oh, wow. Um, that stuff's great. Uh, I don't, I don't know. Just as, I guess as I became more of a, a film nerd artsy guy, <laughs> there's, there has, just hasn't been a lot that's really tickled me in, in the found footage realm. Please still be my friend. <laughs> Um, I just you just like <laughs> left on me, dude. Like, <laughs> I'm, so I'm sorry. glad I'm not the only. I mean, it's not uh, my favorite subgenre, but I mean, there's, there's some, some that are interesting and yeah. cool. Um, like yeah, like I really liked like Unfriended. I was surprised with, and then um, even like Skinamarink is like a found footage type thing in a way, which I thought was really interesting. Is the um, jury still out on Skinamarink? I haven't seen like people say yay or nay to that. Uh, I haven't seen it. Okay, I, so know, I don't know. It I had saw Twitter it, divided for sure, but it, it definitely did. I saw it in a theater out here, and um, I'd say about half the audience left halfway through, Damn. but I was glued to it the whole time. Okay. Um, yeah, so I had a blast with it, but that was a very unique movie. It was very clear vision. Um, but I, to answer your question, any other genre, um, I've always wanted to do, which I have many scripts for I, that I keep writing. Um, uh, uh, I guess just action in in some way that still involves like yeah. the bloodshed mm-hmm. and stuff like that to, to, but to still go for it, but to have really good action, like the John Wick movies have been, Oh, I love John Wick. <laughs> they, they, yeah. They've been, they've been, uh, 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 satiating that vibe for me lately, but that's like exactly what I would love to do. Um, still have the violence existence. and all that. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Oh, I love it. Oh, have you seen the new John Wick movie yet? Yeah. Or? Oh, yeah. I, I'm, I I'm walking distance to uh, the uh, Universal Studios CityWalk IMAX, and I have the monthly pass. So, <laughs> in fact, I just went and saw Super Mario Brothers the other day on the IMAX right there. Oh, I'm going to go um, see it tomorrow. Oh, uh, it's so much fun. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I, I saw John. I actually, I worked on John Wick 3. In, what? in color correction. Yeah, I, I worked on a lot of movies. If you go to my MDB, there's a lot of movies I was like a color assistant and all kinds of stuff on. Damn. Um, yeah, yeah. Some like that really resume, big movies. Though. That resume. <laughs> yeah. My name's not in those credits, though. In some of those movies, I made the credits. Like a couple Marvel movies, I made credits for. And like, my name's not in there. Which Marvel but, movies? Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, Captain America Civil War and Ant-Man, the first one. Are you serious? And you yeah. can speak your own name in there? Like here I wish I could. There were like, way too many lawyers. Ah, <laughs> yeah. Damn. It was it was it was awful. But um uh but yeah, I worked on on those and a whole bunch of other stuff. And um but uh anyways, I tried to go to the IMAX theater as much as possible. So yes, I saw I watched John Wick 4 like the night it came out. <gasps> blown away. It was so good. 
I'm gonna try to go my day. So yeah, it's it's really worth it. It's long, but it's good. Yeah, well, it's almost three hours. It's like yeah. the longest one in the franchise. There's a moment okay. at the end where it's like a really long thing happens and you're just like, oh, no, but I want to watch him get up and keep going. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. I love it. All right. So for my next question. Yes. If you could, could collaborate with anyone, who would it be? Uh, do they have to be living? Oh, no, it doesn't matter. Um, Ooh, that makes it more interesting. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, if I could collaborate with anyone... Who would it be? Um, uh, wow, that that's so broad. That is really broad because, like, I could collaborate with an actor or a musician or a director or a producer or let's uh, see. a writer. Let's see. How about we cut it down to director and actor? Okay. If I could collaborate with any director... Uh, pro, pro, uh, probably Tim Burton. Ooh, good yeah. choice. I I would love, 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 love to somehow work with Tim Burton on something, and he could produce something I could do because that vision, like he just. Uh, when I was a kid, people would be like, "You're gonna be next Spielberg," and I was like, "Can I be the next Tim Burton? That'd be a lot right. more fun." <laughs> um, but uh, pro- probably him and uh. Actors, I don't know. I, I've uh, 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 I've always really liked Antonio Banderas. Oh, <laughs> I haven't really seen him in very many like amazing horror movies, but I bet he could rock it. Oh yeah, definitely. Tim Burton is such a. It's it's you think it would be more common that people would pick that answer, especially with him, you know, with Wednesday and things like that oh, coming yeah. out. It's. He's a very good choice. It's it's as often as I can. Like we have the revival theaters here in town, so as often as I can, I try to go see a movie like actually on film. And um, the uh, uh, last Halloween, there was a screening of Sleepy Hollow, and mm-hmm. Sleepy Hollow that was the first movie I actually ever snuck into because uh, I was I wasn't old <laughs> enough to get a ticket, but I snuck in and I watched it. And it's still my favorite Tim Burton movie. But just watching it this time, because I'm so focused on on art and and um, details, every single place where you look in the frame had specific detail, and it was just gorgeous. And some like most people, like Guillermo del Toro is really good too. But outside of like them two, nobody really gives you that kind of uh, just precision, I guess, on every right. frame. And um, yeah, it's just that artistic stroke. I really like it. That artistic eye just it misses <laughs> me. I, I don't see it, mm-hmm. but as a you know a you know a casual watcher or someone who's just sure, it it, it hits me. So, but one, what's who, what's great is once you actually look for it, you can't unsee it. That yeah, once you sit I, that's down. What I was you're trying like, to say yeah, yep, a hundred percent. So you're saying that we need to start a petition to get you on the second season of Wednesday. That would be really fun. I watched, I watched that in, all in one sitting. Like, I, I did. It was so good. <laughs> it was so good. And I had Jenna so much Ortega fun. just is oh awesome. My God. I love her. I, yeah. I, everything I've been seeing her in, like I think I saw the, the second Babysitter movie, and oh, I was yeah. like, who is this this girl? And it was Jenna Ortega, and I'm like, wow, she's really good. And then, I, yeah. then she was in Scream and, and Wednesday, and 
the new scream and i'm just like god her right. she's, she's going really places. good beetlejuice yeah. potentially yeah i've i've heard things but they've been talking about beetlejuice too for yeah. 20 years yeah i mean i i remember her on disney channel yes i was a disney <laughs> kid <laughs> and she was in uh stuck in the middle she played uh harley and it was such a fun show and then serena vincent was playing her mom so another uh, screen queen uh-huh. on there so i'm like see that's perfect yeah that's fun <laughs> so um ryan yes i'll be alone for christmas another uh, one of your projects yeah it was very very twisted in a good way uh-huh. the whole being stalked while, while being like home alone it, it's my achilles heel i'm a slasher head as well sure is there any other holiday projects that you want to try your hand at uh Holiday projects. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think I have a good like. I mean, I guess it's the softball answer, but I have a good like Halloween type holiday thing in in me somewhere. That that movie was. I, I'm actually really happy bring that that one up. Um, it's that one's kind of divided in some places, but we just decided to do it over a weekend. But I'm always like alone on Christmas. Like I'm always, especially at that time, like my girlfriend would always go back to the East Coast. So I was always just all alone. All my family's on the East Coast. And so uh, that was like kind of a very therapeutic kind of story to get out. Um, It it was very good. The actress. um, She's great. She was awesome. The the character, not the actress, pissed me off when she fell at the end. It just was like, get, get up! up. Get like, up. Get, I was rooting for her. Mm-hmm. But, you know, spoiler alert, like, doesn't work out for her in the end. But we you don't... can't run away from Matt the Christmas demon. Yeah. <laughs> but then I love how she was willing to share her bottle of wine with the Christmas uh, carolers. I was like, see... Mm-hmm. I, I mean, she she wanted that shared. connection. She wanted yeah. a connection with somebody, and then she was it alone just, for crying out loud. <laughs> exactly, her? like she was only mad because she had to be alone. Like she wasn't like a bad person, but she, right, yeah, it's very sad. And you know, I mean, to, sometimes it doesn't get better. Yeah, to that character, you know, I'll I'll pick your name for Secret Santa next year <laughs> if you're around. <laughs> I'll make sure your gift is extra special. Yeah, yeah. If, I'll if the limit. Right. If the limit's twenty five, I'll get you a thirty dollars. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's fun. So this is this is one of my favorite questions to ask. Okay. So if you were to teach a horror one on one class, mm-hmm. what three films would you show your class? Oh wow. Three films. You could throw in four if you want to. <laughs> uh let me look at my posters here. Okay. So <laughs> I, I think for sure. Um uh, I guess no particular order. For sure, it would be uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, that happens to be just my favorite film in general. And I think as a uh, technically a low-budget independent film when it was made um, and all the problems and stuff that they had making it to get through it and stuff, it's kind of a masterclass in ingenuity. Like, it really... Uh, uh, like. Let's just turn the room upside down and pour blood down or, you know, do all this like really interesting stuff that just wasn't being done at that budget level. And also to to uh, create a, a, a villain who 
It's like, what is the most scariest, most vulnerable place for anybody? It's like when you're asleep, like yep. to to create that kind of villain to come after kids, nonetheless. Um, like story wise, uh, uh, technology wise, just just like filmmaking, um, the the a great way of of um, creating a hero who um, has to stand up to her fears. Mm-hmm. Um, that we can use in everyday life. Like I just, I love that movie. So I, I, I would do a masterclass just on that movie alone. Um, and then uh, I'd have to say Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. Ooh, like, that is a lot so, of people talk about that one. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, it's so influential. What did it come out like 1920 or something like yeah. that? And um, the, in fact, if you watch that movie, you can see where Tim Burton got pretty much everything from. Because it's nothing but German expressionism. Um, it's the first film in history to have a twist ending, which is um, uh, really fun. Uh, and even just, I, I love silent films too. So even just the pantomime of silent films and being able to tell a horror story and and get under the skin and have like some really creepy imagery in that film. Um, that uh, uh, yeah, I, w- I would love to see like the term papers of everybody's, you know, <laughs> thoughts of that movie after watching it. Um, and then a third one, God, there's so many. There's so many. <laughs> As he um, looks around his room. I, yeah, I'm trying to look because I'm like, I have like, I could go John Carpenter, I could go Spielberg, I could go, um, uh, oh, you know what? I think I'd go with the Changeling. Ooh. Have you guys seen The Changeling? Yeah. So The Changeling is a master f- class in suspense. Like that is just like that. Uh, 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 the screw just gets tightened so deep in that movie. Where That's you're a good like, metaphor. That's an awesome yeah, metaphor. Yeah. Right? It's like the whole thing. Like you think about halfway through, you think it's done and he, and he solves the case and everything's good. And then it's like, no, it's not. And then it keeps like ripping at him and just just the way that like that ball fall it comes bouncing yeah. <laughs> down the stairs and 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 also George T. Scott's acting as well. Like that's a masterclass and just somebody staying in that uh, uh, character place and, and how it affects us as an audience. Um, yeah, I, I I feel like I'm saying a lot of incomplete sentences, but that's no, that's but a really we good get movie. It. We get yeah. It. I, I it's the metaphor that you use with this like the whole screw analogy it's sure it, yeah I, there's there's no other way to describe it it's it, i want to ask you this yeah when the changeling has an awesome script that has an awesome story as a writer of these short stories do you run when you run into roadblocks what do you do to overcome those um <clears throat> Sometimes it's just taking a step back mm-hmm. and uh, either uh, going on a walk or I, 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 I've written enough scripts now because now I write feature scripts as well. And I, I, I come up with the same issues, but uh, I've written enough of them now to where I, I realize if I'm trying to fit like a square peg through a round hole mm-hmm. and I'm just trying to force it, um, it just doesn't work in whatever way and sometimes in fact i'll i'll tell you about sloppy seconds so uh my girlfriend at the time told me the story for sloppy seconds 
about some uh, just about her feelings of what happened when she uh, got her divorce and stuff like that. And um, and then uh, as she was telling me it, I was like, oh, that would be a good story. So we came up with this whole concept like there was going to be this whole thing where where uh, the Philip was going to have like a poker party, a poker night at home. And then she was going to pull him away and like all his poker friends were going to still be there. And and then it was just getting too it was getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And she actually sat me down and she was like, uh, she said, I think this can be smaller. And and it just took just took that little bit of course correction for me to be like, oh, shit, you're right. This is supposed to be a much more personal story. And we ended up writing what was there, which is just the two of them um, yeah. instead of a whole crowd. So sometimes it does take an outside inspiration of yeah. some way. Um, going on a walk is really good and clearing my brain um, and uh, like taking my dog for a walk. It really helps. Um, but it's just real. Or sometimes it's like, you know, I'm not really feeling it today. I'll just go play Spider-Man on the PlayStation. <laughs> when people do give you critiques <laughs> about your writing, yeah. do you, are you open to it most of the times or are you just a little bit sensitive? Like, this is my baby. Like, it's fine. Yeah. I, it doesn't pay to be sensitive, mm -hmm. but I will say there's a fine line of, um, there's a fine line of, of, of understanding that you're trying to get a point across. Mm -hmm. And one thing I learned long ago is, um, understanding is about, uh, like 90% perception. So it's, it's how I'm being perceived. So if, if a certain thing I'm trying to get across isn't hitting, then, uh, then, then I'm open enough to be like, okay, you're not getting it because I'm not explaining it. So let me try yeah. this a different way. Um, I learned in film school, one of the first things he told us, my film teacher was, uh, to be willing to kill your babies. So, wow. Yeah. It, it's like if, if, um, something isn't working and enough people are, are saying, Hey, this isn't working for whatever you reason, or I don't, you got to step back and be like, okay, why isn't this working? Is it because of something earlier? Is it because this payoff isn't wh whatever it is? Yeah, yeah. And um, just be willing to just kind of chop it if need to. But but I can also tell when some people just don't like it and they're trying to tell me like, oh, it's bad because I think it's bad. And it's like, no, you just think it's bad. <laughs> it's actually not bad. <laughs> so it's, it's a fine line. You got to kind of feel it out, I guess. Wow. So, it talk like talking up like about sloppy seconds. My next question for you: Out mm -hmm. of all your projects, mm -hmm. which one was your favorite? Or do you uh, have like a top three that you really have fun? Uh, they, well, they all have they all have different levels of fun, I guess. Which one has like? Ooh, that's that's tough. Which one is my favorite? <laughs> um I mean they they uh, they're all favorites for just different reasons I guess. I mean there's some that are on set stories, there's some that are like um like mirrored premiered at the Chinese theater at That's you know, awesome. Yeah, like during Scream Fest, during the film that won best picture of the festival. So like it was packed house. Like that's a moment I'll never forget. That's awesome. Um 
uh, but favorite, um, uh, you know what? I, I still really love, um, uh, a film I made called Zeke's Bad Day. Did you I, guys watch that? I'm, I'm going to get into that. That's okay. that said earlier. So, I wanted to go yeah. into it more. So that, that was a, that was a, I made that first as a web series, a three-part web miniseries. It was back when web series were like still starting. So I made it as like a three-parter, and then I just squeezed it all together. In fact, it's the film playing in Sloppy Seconds. It's what they're watching is Zeke's Bad Day. Oh, okay. Um, but Nod but, to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I can afford this to be on the screen. Um, but I that one is still a favorite because it was it was – my first time actually having an idea that was completely original because the only thing I made before that was uh, my Telltale Heart movie. I saw that on there too. Yeah, I, want, I want that, to look at that too. Yeah, that that one that one's really popular. But um, I mean, I had made other like little things, but this was like my first time where I actually had a production. And I had I was able to go back to to my film school and they let me use the students as crew and all the equipment and all that kind of stuff. And I actually wrote the whole script and came up with an idea and came up like all the things that I've kind of refined over the years of like intention and story and a lonely guy who keeps getting worse for him. But then it's not always as bad as you think and that kind of stuff. And and I made this whole and I thought it would just be fun to do all the zombie stuff. Yeah. And um, I remember having a lot of fun. I made a lot of friends on that. I still have friends from that. Uh um in fact one of the guys who came out and did makeup for us had just worked on Zombieland. he was one of the lead zombie wow. makeup artists on Zombieland, and he came out and did our zombies too for free which is kind of awesome wow that's awesome. um yeah so i I'd, I'd have to give it to that one like it's been a while and that's actually one i would i could see myself revisiting like i could see myself like turning that into a feature or something like that if i wanted to one day Jeez. Um, oh, Ash, I think you're uh, muted. Damn it! <laughs> I didn't get your I, I reaction was, to my really saying, good statement. <laughs> Second time I've done that. I'm sorry. Darn. It's okay. <laughs> um, let me ask you this. Um, sure. Do you have any real-life horror stories um, personally? And if you do or haven't done so already... Do you plan on turning that into a project of yours in the future? How do I answer? Um, if it's something that's top so, secret, that isn't. No, 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 no. It's nothing, nothing top secret. I'm just trying to think about how to articulate it. The answer is yes. Like, in fact, they all seep into pretty much all my projects. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have this script this this horror feature script uh right now it's a ghost story it's called parasomnia and it's about uh it's about that feeling you get when um when you can't when when uh you're dreaming you're dreaming so hard that you can't really wake up but you you're you're just aware that you're kind of awake or like there's feel like you know you're just kind of paralyzed like a and, limbo sense kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And there is actually a, a thing called parasomnia. It's a, it's a, it's a, uh, uh, it's a nightmare disorder that, um, where it's almost like you can, you can see through your eyelids 
in a way, but like you're you're Ooh. so aware of everything going on, um, but your your dreams are so vivid, and um, uh, it's where you can almost you know, uh, you think there's ghosts or something in there. So when when I lived in New Orleans, uh, I used to live right by the um, uh, the cemetery, the Mid City Cemetery. All those cemeteries Ooh. are like all above ground. Like it was on the other side of my backyard. And, um, there were nights, Jeez. yeah, yeah. There, there were nights where I would be laying in bed and two, three in the morning, I, I would just, my eyes would just wake up and I was like, if I turn over, then I'm acknowledging that something's there. So I just, Jeez. I just won't turn around. Um, and, and it would give me, it would give me so many chills and, um, well you see stuff like that in like the haunting of Hill house. Like that had a lot. Of I that kind of stuff. love. I champion that series so much. Oh, it's I, so good. It it's is so good. It's it's, it's worth. It, you can rewatch it over and over. Which I have. It's yeah. and it's so great. And Mike Flanagan, he's so cool. I got to work with him once. He's so freaking cool. Um, <laughs> Ryan, <yeah. what>, like, <laughs> hey, it's not, it was it was a small independent movie called Doctor Sleep. It was no big deal. Excuse you. Oh uh, my god. <laughs> I love Doctor Sleep. So good. <laughs> Oh, it's man. so good. Actually, I just talked to him at at a big horror convention um, a couple of months ago, Monster Palooza, and I just caught him in the hallway. It's like, hey, I was your color assistant on Doctor Sleep, and he stopped and talked to me. We talked for like ten minutes. He was super super cool guy. He knows um, Ash. Right. I, right. I don't no know him. Deals. No, <laughs> he won't pick me out anywhere. But um, but anyways, to answer your question. Um, yeah, so I've had those feelings, but since I wrote that script, I wrote this script called Parasomnia, which is a woman dealing with that kind of stuff, and then also dealing with um, that uh, feeling less than because she deals with that and she can't sleep at night, and so she doesn't think that people want her. She can't have somebody sleep in her bed with her because she wakes up dealing with these things, that kind of stuff. After I wrote that script, and it's heavily, there's a lot of ghost content in it, um, but uh, I haven't had those experiences since, so I guess I kind of exercise them a little bit but um that's probably some of the scariest things that have happened but everything else like i i i put so much of me in all of these things that i do i mean not enough in some of my short films but like like mirrored like you, you talked about mirrored earlier like that guy was basically me yeah. like <laughs> all that stuff and um zeke's bad day oh my god that guy is me like He's easily me. In fact, my mom read that script. She's like, I like that you made you the main character. Um, so, yeah, I it, I try to do that with pretty much everything, I think. Mirrored was hilarious. The scene where, like, he's taking a leak and then, like, the, <laughs> the mirror like, just starts oh, going. No. He, he was like, I, what do I do here? Do I make a mess? It, it was it was funny. I, I keep going or run out. Keep going. That's <laughs> That's that's probably one of my favorite scenes that ah. I've ever made. Yeah, and <laughs> it, it came out. I mean, it pretty much came out how I wanted it to because I wanted it to be too long. But and so many people, if you read the comments, so many people were like, "Just just pee on the floor and just get out of there." Like, so many people are saying that, but I'm like, "Have you have you well have you not been a somebody who just really needed to pee and you just yeah. can't move?" Right. And it's, it's like, it's then what if you're being attacked by something like? <laughs> and the situation, it was a high pressure situation. Like you're not thinking right. Yeah, like he he drank a lot of cans of Coke. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's funny. That was that was a good one for sure. 
And I also like the audition. That's that's one of my favorites. I, uh, I it's so good. But go ahead, ask him. I, I almost I almost said that one instead of Zeke's bad day when he asked me which ones were my oh. favorites. The auditions, one of one of them as well. I really um, which that one's cool because we 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 did that. They do these forty eight hour film festival competition things where you have to make a film in forty eight hours and they give you like a couple things. This one was like a hundred hour one. So you had to make a film within 100 hours. They give you a couple elements to use, and then you have to make it. And I already kind of had this idea of the sto- of that story that I wanted to do, and we did it in in New Orleans when I was living there, which is a great backdrop for it. I was going to say, so much inspiration there. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And um, we uh, we just uh, we made that movie, and I, I finished editing it and did all the score and everything in under 100 hours. And, um, uh, and, and it's still like, it's, I think it's one of my best ones. Like it's one of the best looking, it's still impactful. It still, it plays really well to an audience. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, that's a fun. Great actress again. Yeah. Yeah. She's great. Yeah. She's really great. Yeah. Yeah. That one, like, uh, that one is sloppy seconds and others. You're like rooting for them. You're like, yes, 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 yes. So, yeah. I really, I really yeah. like that one. It's sloppy seconds, of course. I love. Apparently, there's. Seconds. Apparently, I have a thing against shitty white men, <laughs> <laughs> because I keep having these really powerful women like take them out. That was one of my questions that I had. I, I cut it because you know, I want to try to. I don't want to take up. We don't want to take up too much of your time. But I have nothing going on today. <laughs> I I had to work all week. Today is like free. I'm I'm good. So I don't want to take up your time. <laughs> So I'm sorry to jump in front of you. Ask, can I ask? Um, so why do you lean towards strong female leads? I've seen the audition. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's uh, Alone for Christmas. There, I, a, a lot of your work that I've seen, I haven't gotten into it all, mm-hmm. you know, is fronted by women. Why? Um, even more so in my features, too. If I can make these features, you'll mm-hmm. be asking me even more of that. Uh um there there's something to i i guess it it might be my my upbringing okay. but i was always kind of t- i i went against everything i was basically taught um and the one of the things they tried to teach me were that uh women were like meek and inferior and it's been this like really conservative small town florida place and and they're just like you know, you know they're second but i had some I always had really strong women in my lives, like teach me certain little things about empathy or just having heart or just being strong or, or not backing down and all that kind of stuff. And so, um, to tell those kinds of stories, um, with, with those kind of women or with women to being the, the lead characters I guess I just find it more interesting like it's it's um it, I think about it if I were to put a man in some of those situations mm-hmm. it it wouldn't be as impactful 100%. for whatever reason you know to have like a masculine guy like like you you know um you look at the other films like I've never really dissected my stuff like this um you look at some of the <laughs> other the other films that have like leading men like they're very vulnerable or they're mm-hmm. shitty 
Um, and that just works for those stories better. I mean, fuck, we've seen a hundred something years of like the strong man, like being the lead. It's like, there's something about, um, women and, and especially now in, in my feature scripts, like I, I specifically write them as, as, uh, women of color or, or, um, you know, other cultures that I just love learning about. Come on, Ryan. Um, yes. <laughs> yes. That's, we stand that here. Fuck it. I, um, it's just like I've had bad experiences with a lot of, you know, uh, uh, conservative white dudes who think that they're the shit. So um, um, but I, I've learned so much more about life and love and, and passion and stuff from women and so many stories I've heard from women of having to um, stand up for themselves in, in any kind of way. And that stuff's just way more inspiring to me than, you know. I love um, Die Hard, but I don't need to see another John McClane out there, you know. Like, I'll, I, I'm very much, uh, very much fine with the underdog, and and in a lot of these stories, like a woman who appears meek is an underdog, but she has to fight for her life on an everyday basis, and so I, it just resonates. I kind of got that with the audition, you know. Yeah. The audition, you see this woman, beautiful woman, who's portrayed as meek, yeah. and then. Is she just flips the scripts and like takes her power back, which yeah. is so good. And yeah. I I asked that question because I felt that from you. So if that's what you're portraying, you're doing a very, yeah. very good oh, job. Oh god, thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah, that's that's what I enjoy for sure. Yeah, thank you so much for like using your voice, your platform for like just uh share this this message because we need more of that. Yeah, like I like just watching watching some of your stuff. I'm like, yes. Like I, I had like a big <laughs> smile on my face because it's just it's a great feeling to see like a woman on screen like going through all this and then like winning at the end. Yeah, and it's just I I love it. Like to be there, able to see see someone like me on the screen. I I appreciate that, and I would love to do more of that. To be honest, um, I I, I wish I have had been able to do more of that growing up but even now I, how i guess more aware i am of myself and what i'm passionate about like it's even like i said i put it in my scripts but um but i, I think another thing that i really like seeing that we don't or not allowed to see i'm using air quotes very often <laughs> is um women being vulnerable mm-hmm. and um like we're all allowed to have that vulnerability like there's there's an amazing scene in um like for instance there's an amazing scene in rocky where he's like i don't know if i can win i don't know if i should go through this and adrian says you know well yeah you should try it and it's he's like crying almost and then he goes and goes the distance and it's like that's great we saw a man doing this we never really see women doing that we never see that quiet moment of a woman being allowed to just be vulnerable and and cry because there's it's painful yeah. what they're right. going through and then, but but not end there, but to like, okay, I'm over it, and now I can get up and and tackle this demon. Um, uh, that's actually a plot of one of my script, one of my <laughs> features. Um, but uh, yeah, I I wish there was more of that. I, I think we would have a a more balanced society if we saw more stuff like that. Like for instance, oh my God, did you guys see uh, Chris, Christmas Bloody Christmas? I yes. did. I did. You did. Okay. Okay. So, um, 
uh, there's this uh, uh, like she, I thought she was a really great uh, uh, female lead. Like she was a, a great, just a real woman. Like she was brash and she was a dude, but she was a woman. And it's like <laughs> right. I've known so many women like that. And um, but what one thing I really appreciated about that movie what not to be crass, but it was the sex scene actually, because the sex scene was heavily <laughs> for her. And I was like, if I had seen a movie like that growing up, where it was like, like her getting off was the right. the deal here, I would have treated women differently my whole life because I was always taught by movies and stuff that no, I'm the man, you should pleasure me, right. you know, and that's just a society uh, so thing. Yes, it's cultural right? in a sense. Yeah, and and then you see a movie like this, and I was just, I remember being like. And it was like well, I was watching it in a room full of people, and I'm sitting there getting emotional <laughs> because I'm like, "This is so beautiful," and everybody's like, "Dude, this is raunchy as fuck." And I'm like, "But it's beautiful, the message that it's being said." You just and, don't get um, it. <laughs> you don't get it. But it's like I feel like I I would have, um, I would have been so much more empathetic or or compassionate towards women in just everyday life had I seen them more as an equal growing up so yeah those are just the kind of stories that you know i appreciate i'm not a woman and i'm just smiling (laughs) but it sounds like you know i'm i'm on bumble i'm on uh... (laughs) (laughs) but it's so good and i i hate to make this comparison because this this gentleman that i'm about to reference is kind of problematic you know joss whedon he um he went into Buffy the Vampire Slayer with that mindset of he was tired of the trope of the damsel in distress, you know, mm-hmm. the time and just having a woman go above and beyond. And, you know, her fight or flight, she chooses to fight. Yeah. And that's so good. And keep that. <laughs> yeah. Keep that. Don't let that go anywhere. No, no, no. Those are the stories I'm passionate about. And like I said, I have. I have several feature scripts that I'm trying to get made that have that as the forefront idea. Oh, so we are going to be having our eye. What, I for... just put a poster up for one of them. It's called a waking nightmare. It's the new poster I put up on, on Instagram. So you can nice. see that. Check nice, that out. Nice. nice. Yay. I'm over here getting excited. <laughs> <laughs> so for my final question for you, Ryan. Okay. What are some pros and cons of being a filmmaker? Like in your experience. Sure. I think the pros are you get to play and I get to make my dreams a reality in a sense. Like I get visually, um, I get to tackle all kinds of different types of art, whether it be, you know, painting or music or acting or writing uh, cinematography, uh, all that kind of stuff. I get to play on all those different worlds as an artist. And then I get to, um, uh, I get to basically have my therapy sessions on screen, like all, all of that under one umbrella is as a filmmaker has just been, I, I don't know what else I would do with my life. Like if this wasn't available to me, I, 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 
don't know. Like, I, I, I can't do a nine to five job. I, I just can't do that. Like, this, it, it's, it's, it's the only thing I'm made. Trust me, my dad is a house painter and he fired me so many times um, because I, it's just not me. But, but uh, uh, to be able to have this outlet to where I can do all and it, I, it can be my day job as, as well, doing different area things. Um, the, the con is, um, the cons are, are kind of big though. <laughs> the cons are like, um, I mean, I had to move 3000 miles away from any resemblance of family. Um, uh, it's not cheap to be in Los Angeles. It's not cheap to live right now as it is. Yeah. Um, and, um, I'm always having to do things kind of on the severely cheap level because, uh, there's so much competition out there. Uh, it's not as easy to, you know, get money to do. Often I'm doing a lot of jobs myself on these films. And, um, so those are, those are kind of the cons. Like I would, since film school, I would have loved the opportunity to be able to pay friends or, or people who are professionals that I've worked with so many times to work on my stuff. And instead of having to do it all my own. So, um, the cons are, it's like, the hustle of it is both good and bad. Like it, it keeps me alive, but then it's also sometimes kind of tiring and lonely, I guess. Yeah. Right. I, which makes moments like this really great because I get to talk to really cool people. <laughs> well, I, I want you to keep going. I know it's selfish yeah. of me to say, but we're rooting what, for you. Yes. We, <laughs> and we got your back from, from the projects that we see. It's quality shit, dude. And you you have an eye for this. You have it's so good. It, I, I encourage everyone listening to go check out Ryan's stuff. We will post all his information. Yes. And before we leave, uh, we do want you to plug yourself with your socials. But I have one final question. Sure. And before I ask this question, I do want to say another project that I loved of yours was Hunter. Hunter was oh, awesome. Very, very you. good. Um, I still have that mask. It's it's in Do my, you? Yeah, it's in my closet. I always have. Oh, Sometimes I wear it for Halloween. It's great. Creepy as shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, Actually, I'm writing that into another feature right now. I'm writing that mask. Really? Yeah. Also, that makes we, we tried We tried making that into a feature. That's why that short exists. We're, it was nice. supposed to be the first 10. It was supposed to be the Drew Barrymore sequence of our feature film, and then we just wow. couldn't get the money. Yeah. Damn it. But please, please keep us posted <laughs> with that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I keep interrupting you. No, please. no, it's fine. Hey, I'm all for it. But my final question has nothing to do with, you know, uh, your area of work or hobby. And But what is in everyone's home, I assume, we have a junk drawer. Uh-huh. What is in your junk drawer? <laughs> no and, lie, uh, uh-huh. I keep I keep that knife from Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> Great segue. It's sitting right there, like it's it's right inside my room, uh, or my 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 closet. I have to hide it away for like when dates or friends come over, because I don't want them to see this creepy mask and this creepy knife. It's huge. The knife is like this uh, this big. It's like huge. Wow. Um. So I have to like keep it hidden, but uh, um. Yeah, there's that. I, yeah, I I thought like, hey, maybe he has some like you know props or stuff <laughs> in there, fake blood. Yeah, th- those <laughs> are. I actually don't have any fake blood, but um, uh, but yeah, that's that's like the the biggest prop that I've kept. Um, and then uh, that's about it. I don't know. 
I, I think I think that's I, I, that's I don't really have too many junk drawer stuff, but um, but I mean, the, yeah, the, those are the. It's funny that you mentioned that you bring that up, that question up with Hunter because those are the things I've I kept. I mean, it was a good segue, I guess. A g- good timing to bring it up. Yeah, I, I, I'm not stalking you. I don't know what's in your junk drawer, right? <laughs> <laughs> no. But yeah, just a fun question again. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, Ryan, thank you so much. Um, where can our listeners find you? Tell us, tell us, tell us, tell oh, us. Oh, wow, sure. Um, well, I guess the, the hub would be ryanchovy.com. If you go there, you can see a lot of my films. Sloppy Seconds isn't there because it's it's doing um, a distribution deal right now, so I can't have it public. Oh, but, my gosh. Yeah, awesome. it's, it's going to be a part of a really cool anthology that when it happens, like, I'll hear about it. It'll be really cool. But um, uh, but just about everything else is there. Um, oh, in fact, I used that hunter mask on a uh, 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 a, a station ID, like a little short commercial for the L Ray network. Because um, <laughs> <laughs> they like contacted us. They liked one of our films. And they're like, can you make us something? So I made something, and then I had the, a killer come in with that the, the hunter mask and all that stuff. And it's it's a little, I think that's on my website somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> It's it's on YouTube or something. It's there, but anyways. But if you go to my website, um, that's probably the central hub. You can get around to everything there. And then I'm um, at Creepy Cool Picks on Twitter and uh, R D Shoviet on Instagram. Those are the big ones I really use. I've dabbled in a lot of the other ones, but those are the ones I keep coming back to. Same. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for being our guest on the show. Oh, my God. Thank um, you. This is really a lot of fun. <laughs> you're probably like, oh, my gosh, you're just fangirling over me. But um, <laughs> No, I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> but like, like, like Jeremy mentioned a stalker, and I'm like, I'll take a stalker. <laughs> well, you you say game. that now, and then you turn around, you just see him like. <laughs> like just breathing heavy. <laughs> no, I'm uh, in Pennsylvania. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Thank you so much. We're big fans of your work. We can't yes. wait to see what's in store for you. Oh, thank you. We're going to promote promote your work like no other. So prepare to be Please. sick of yeah. us. Yeah. No, that's <laughs> I, I I can't. I don't think I can be. This is great. <laughs> it's awesome. And then if you want, if you have time to get pencil us in, come back anytime. You yes. know, whenever you want. Yeah. Um. Like I said, I have a lot of things that are kind of in the works. So. Um, oh, I can't wait to see. I yeah. cannot wait to see. It'll be a lot of fun for sure. Well, this listeners. is super fun. I appreciate it. <laughs> no, oh, problem. no problem. It was it's definitely a good time. So, listeners, thank you so much for listening. This was Rise from the Dead podcast. Bye. Adios.